y'all. I am so excited to share this guest with you today. We just literally talk and time is like just rolling on through. So I'm super excited to share her with you today. Haley, how are you doing? Hey, Jordan. I am so great and so thankful to be on your show. Yes. I have just been looking forward to having you share your goodness with my people because I love when you share your goodness with me. So therefore, I know that my audience is really, really, really going to love the stuff that you're going to be sharing. But first, let's go ahead and just start off by you shooting a couple of details about you and your business. Yeah. So, hey, I'm Haley Burkett. I'm the creator of the Profit Planner Lounge and the host of the Profit Planner Podcast. I help online entrepreneurs reach those five-figure months so when they walk away from their computer, they're still making money. (laughs) And I do that through profit-focused productivity. Music to my ears. I bet it's music to all of my audience ears because (laughs) obviously if you're listening to my podcast, this is your jam. So, Super excited. So the juicy stuff and what we're going to be talking about is profit planning with Asana, which all my people know Asana is what I use in my business. It is just such an incredible tool. It is just, it's beyond, I can't even handle it. It's magic. Um, Yeah. It's, it's definitely magic for sure. hundred (laughs) percent. Kind of describe your business or your client's business before you started implementing this kind of profit planning process. Um, pretty much a wreck and aimless and going nowhere. So that's just going to paint the scene right there, right? <laughs> so, but, for, but for real, definitely aimless. I think aimless is definitely the word because for me, for instance, before I started profit planning, I would work 10 hour days, 12 hour days, 14 hour days, long, yeah. longer days than I need to be working, right? Yeah. I would look back at myself and I'd go, oh my gosh, Haley, you just worked a 14 hour day. I'm so proud of you. You are doing so great. You're so busy. Yeah. You're so productive. And then honestly, if I actually knew what profit focused productivity strategies I needed to implement on my business, I could have only worked three hours that day. But for some reason, I prided myself. I put that busy yeah. badge and I stamped it as a badge of honor onto my chest. I told everyone, I'm working 16-hour days. I'm so proud of myself. Right. I thought that's what an entrepreneur should be like. Like, I am strutting my stuff. <laughs> and honestly, I look back and I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. I'm just so embarrassed at how foolish I was. But I feel like we all fall into that trap though. And I totally. still do a little bit. It's, it's almost oh, yeah. an instinct. So yep. yeah, it, it definitely is an instinct, but that is definitely how I would describe my business before I implemented any kind of profit planning into what I was doing in my everyday life. Yeah. Love that. Was there a moment or what was it that finally drove you to start to put this process in place? Yeah, for sure. When I got sick for 38 days and couldn't move. That was, that was, that was for sure the place that I thought, wow, what am I doing with my life? And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, we get this vision and this goal and we go at it with full force and I'm a very extreme driven person. So there's all these brick walls that are basically telling me to slow down don't drive through a brick wall. And I'm like, why are you in my way? And I just keep going. (laughs) And I'm just going through all these brick walls over and over and over again until I just crashed. I was just dead. And I got, I traveled in Europe. And while I was traveling in Europe, 
my business, there were so many problems. My, you know, as CEOs, we were always putting out fires, right? Like my team, my outsourcing, everything. I was like, what the crap is happening right now? I'm in Europe trying to de-stress, but I'm just stressing out. I just hit this wall and I hit this brick wall and I didn't even have enough energy to go through it. And that's when I just hit a breaking point. I, my immune system was so low from all the stress and work that I actually got an ear infection. And then from that ear infection, we had to fly from Paris to Venice. And on that flight, I thought I was dying because obviously oh, wow. in an ear infection, when you're descending yeah. on the plane, that yeah. pressure in your head, I actually almost lost hearing in my right ear because my eardrum, oh, wow. it, was, it was such an intense pain. I really, I really thought Jordan that I was going to die. I'm, a, I'm also a very dramatic person when it comes to pain. So I told Korea, I was like, I love you. I know I'm not going to see you again. And he's like, what are you saying? <laughs> Anyways, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm such a dramatic baby. I wouldn't say I was a baby though, because that was a lot of pain. Anyways, got off the plane, still had an ear infection, got medicine enough to where I could fly back to America got back to my house and three weeks later, finally got over the ear infection after going to like five different doctors because it was embedded in my ear. It was just, it what it did not want to leave me. As soon as I got over it, the next day I got hit with the flu. <laughs> oh so for 38 gosh. days I was in bed and just like nauseous, couldn't look at the computer. My business was put on pause. Now, thankfully, I did, I'm very systematic person. So I had systems to create income in my business on autopilot. So I did have systems and I'm so thankful for that because I still had money coming in. My employees were able to be paid. Everything was done while I was in bed, unable to work, even after a year of vacation. So I am so blessed and so thankful for that. Uh, but man, I realized that I was being so stupid and I was like, wow, I'm working these long hour days so long when I could just be working on things that actually move my business forward and make money. Like, why am I spending 14 hours a day on working on tasks that aren't actually moving my business forward? How do I know what's moving my business? How do I prioritize my tasks? How do I know what's even making me money? Because there's so many different things connected to everything. So that's why I created what I do now, which is the Profit Planner Lounge. And we talk about prioritizing project management, profit planning to make sure that you're actually going in the right direction and you never have to ask your question, what do I do next again? Ever. It's great. Yeah. Amen to that. Because I know as a business owner, Decision fatigue is real and I just don't want to have to make any more decisions. And so many people yeah. just want to chase. I mean, it's really fun to chase new strategies and shiny new things. But this year I definitely was like, what has actually been working? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, let's look at the track record and see what is making the ROI in your business. Like, oh, like pretty much your website and going to events, like the end, like that's it not Instagram, not Facebook, not any of these things. It's literally people coming to my website. Sometimes people tag me in groups and then they go to my website, but like, so it cut down tremendously then what it is that I have to do in order to continue and to grow my business. It's just doubling down on what already works. Like you said, just keeping track of what's working and what's not can 
slim down your work week like a mofo. Like you, like all of those hours that you're spending trying to figure out Facebook Messenger bots, if for the last year they didn't make you any money, like stop doing that. Like go to Pinterest instead if that's where all your people are coming from or whatever else. So it's, it's so, so good. So anyway, walk us through the steps you took to create this process in Asana and how you use it on probably a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually going to pull this up on my Asana right now. We can go through it together and I know that this is audio. So I'm going to do my very best and I hope that this is not confusing. So (laughs) uh, if you have Asana, this will probably be easier to picture in your mind for sure. But inside of Asana, I have an entire project that is labeled profit planning and I'm obsessed with this. I also don't go in here every day. So I've created this project and I want to preface this with, this is a skeleton. This is not a diehard schedule for you. Okay. Uh, For instance, right now, I only spend two hours a day, five days a week, implementing my profit plan. So at the bare minimum, if I want to create my five-figure months, my baseline income, all I do is I work two hours a day and I do exactly what my profit plan tells me to do. So if I don't want to work for the rest of the day, I don't have to. Now, it's me, so like, you know, I'm working. (laughs) But I get to work on things that inspire me. Like I get to network. I get to do other things that aren't on my profit plan but that I enjoy doing, you know? So that's something to keep in mind. And also that two to three hour day that you are implementing your profit plan, do it in the most productive time of day. So for me, that's at 7 a.m. And for you, you might want to be sleeping at 7 a.m. I'm up at 5.30. But like if you want to, I don't, I just get so excited to start the day. So I'm just like up. I'm like, whoa, let's go. But you know, some people, I'm also in bed by nine. So yeah, that that also plays into, I'm a grandma. But (laughs) whatever you want. Like if your most productive time is at 5 p.m. after dinner or before dinner, like whenever that is, just keep that in mind that way. Whenever you are implementing these tasks, that you are implementing them as quick as possible. Don't just place them randomly for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now you have your profit planning project. Now we have to create our columns, right? So first column I have is pretty much every project inside of Asana. My first column is labeled brain dump. I love me a brain dump column because while we're going through this profit plan, uh, man, I have so many ideas and you probably do too. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking of so many things, all the things to do. And oh. I like to just filter those ideas and put them on a brain dump column and then never touch them again, unless they're actually a priority and they fall mm-hmm. into my priority filter matrix that I have for myself. So an idea goes in the brain dump column and then you don't touch it. Okay. Yeah. Now, we've created our brain dump projects column. Now we create our quarter columns. So this is pretty simple. Right now I'm mm-hmm. looking at quarter one, 2018, which is completed. So actually I'm going to move that over. <laughs> Let's do quarter two, 2018. Uh, I See, I'm telling you, I don't really go back to this profit plan because right. I actually work off my calendar inside of Asana, not oh, my profit plan yeah. project. So, yeah. and I'll go into that and how that works. But Let's start with calm. So that would be the most recent quarter. So for me, it's quarter two, 2018. Then I go to quarter three, 2018, quarter four, 2018, quarter one, 2019. So I'm just creating a column for each quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. We have all of our columns in place now. Now, each task is going to represent a month. 
Now, let me actually go into this different workspace because I have it laid out better here. Okay, so for each different task, so for quarter two, I have April as a task, May as a task, and June as a task. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to click on April. So I've clicked on April and then the Asana task pops up. So inside of the description, I'm going to put random ideas and notes for April, different things that I've mentioned, just different thoughts that I have. Um, I also can comment out different thoughts that I have during the month of April, all of that awesome stuff, right? Yep. Now, uh, let's see. I then split up April into sprints. So I'm a big sprinter and not actually physically. <laughs> just want to clarify because oh my gosh you put right. me on a track and I, okay this is embarrassing but I can't even run a full loop on a track I can't I don't even know if I could do a half I'm I'm that pathetic right now so if anyone is in the health and wellness space <laughs> I you are shaking your head I know girl I deserve for you to shake your head it's fine okay right. two sprints though sprint one and each sprint represents two weeks so the first two weeks of April, sprint one. The second two weeks of April, sprint two. Now, if I open up the May task, then it's sprint three and sprint four. So mm -hmm. we have six sprints in a quarter, right? And I hope that's make, does that make sense, Jordan? Did I explain yeah. that well? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then at each sprint, then you'll break down your tasks for what you need to do in each sprint to get up to your profit plan. Now, before we get to this, I actually have inside the lounge, it's called the 90 day profit system, which really helps you break it down. We start at your revenue goal. So like, let's say you wanted to make $150,000 this year. We'd break down how that revenue goal ends up. So what are your income sources for that? What are the projects that you need to make to meet those income sources? What are the tasks that you need to do to complete each project? What are each project's deadlines? Now, once we get all that information, that's what we're putting into the sprints, those projects and tasks. So a project is going to go under your brain dump board. Every project idea that you have that's big overarching is there. And then all of your little tasks that maybe kind of feed into each other with your projects, just go on your sprints. So, and I hope that makes sense. So for me, like a big website project that might last for more than just April, I put as a separate project in and of itself because it's easier for me to keep up with it. Right. But if it's like a, um, I'm trying to think, if it's like a podcast SEO optimization report that I need to make, uh, that's going under my profit plan for my traffic area inside of my profit plan, I'll put that as a task inside my sprint. So those are some examples of what I would do versus a project or a task. So then we'll have each task inside of a sprint. Once we do that, we'll assign each task to ourselves and assign a due date to each task. And each task, obviously, if it's within sprint one, it has to be a due date within those two weeks. Sprint two is a due date within the, the second half of April. Once you do that, all you have to do, and exit out here, you'll go to the My Tasks up in the um, upper left-hand corner. Go to My Tasks, and then you'll see three tabs. List calendar files. We want to click that middle tab, Calendar. Now you will see the magical calendar inside of Asana. And this is where I stay pretty much my entire day. Uh, and month and week and year. I mean, this is basically it. When I wake up in the morning, I look at the calendar view of Asana. Nothing else. 
So I'll look at that specific day of what I need to do and then just check it off as I go. So with my profit plan, it's that overarching task list, right? I've already mm. predetermined every single task that I need to do for the quarter in order to hit that goal that I have. So if it's a $150,000 goal for the year, let me do some math, then that would mean that my quarter, I wanted $37,500. So if I want to make that with a quarter, let's divide that by three. I want to make $12,500 this month. So if I want to do that, then I'm putting all those tasks working backwards inside of a sauna, assigning those tasks to due date, putting those on my calendar and only working off my calendar. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I agree. I've, I've been using, you know, it's interesting. I used to use like my, my tasks a lot mm -hmm. in a sauna mm -hmm. and I've been slowly moving over to the calendar it's and the place it's all, to be, girl. Yeah, it's like the party's happening over there. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I mean, I could just live everywhere in a sauna. But anyway, <laughs> so I like yes. that you you talk about kind of the differences of having you know the project and then having but your calendar also you know how that kind of all intertwines because it's like okay, I'm doing this profit plan and I like that you also mentioned projects that go outside of just a month, like a website is going to be, you know, two, three month project at least. So, you know, how do you figure that out and then sprints or who your tasks or all that stuff? I think it, things can get messy really quickly, but also if you have a system that's like flexible like this, then it really doesn't have to be complicated because it's very funny enough. It's very easy to make things complicated. I have discovered. So <laughs> so it is what it is, but anything else around your system? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I think a big thing with the Asana calendar is I color code my calendar and this doesn't have to do specifically with profit planning, but it is easier to see it. So for instance, I have different projects. I have like a business headquarters project, profit planning, yeah. podcast, blog, client, YouTube, all those different things. Each of those different projects are a different color. So when I'm looking at my Asana calendar, all the different tasks that are associated with the project are that color, which definitely helps because I'm like, oh, this is a heavy podcast day, which I do batch. Uh, I, well, I don't do it Jordan's level. My <laughs> gosh, she's a queen. I don't even know if I can even say that I batch compared to what she does. So actually I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to take that back, but I, I do a few at the same time. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> and that's all the same color. So it's a heavy podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, yeah, I love that because <laughs> it's, it's, it makes it so much easier to just look and say, oh, it's like all a pink day, which pink is right. Whatever else. And Blog. so, yeah. Yeah. So that way you don't have to guess. It's like so many people who don't use a system like Asana, like Trello, like any system, generally speaking, it's like you're having to guess along the way. And that takes way more brain space than just looking at your calendar, looking at, what it is that you have to do for the day and moving forward. Like, don't you, we all just love to be told what to do, which is hilarious because it's like we're an yeah. entrepreneurs. And so to just look at your Asana and be like, oh, it's telling me what to do. This is perfect. It's nice. Like, I just, I just do what it tells me to do versus having to guess and play these crazy games. So yeah. And you're reducing the amount of, of brain power that you're having to use during the day. And you don't think that those little decisions add up, but Ooh. oh man, do yes, they? they do. I mean, 
yesterday, <laughs> I was not very strategic with how I was spending my time and I felt it. I had a migraine yeah. yesterday because mm-hmm. I was using so much brain power. I was asked to create this uh, million dollar marketing strategy and doing that. And then I didn't have my Asana schedule light out. So I was asking myself, what do I do next? Because I had my profit planning, but I didn't have everything else lined out, which I usually do. I'm very on top of it. I just got off track and that's what happens. Mm. Terrible things happen. Your whole world falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So anything else around your profit plan or Asana in general that you want to share with my folks? Mm, that, That covers a lot of it. Is there any questions that you feel like I could have covered? I mean, I think one, one good question would be when, like, is your team involved in your profit plan project? Do they get access to it? Or is that mainly just for the business owner for their sake? That is such a good question. I, for me, they have access to it. Yeah. They, I'm, I'm very transparent. Not everyone wants to be that transparent with their team. Right. I'm just a very open book type person. And I know everyone's not like me. That's totally, it's probably a good thing. So, (laughs) uh, but it it totally depends. You can actually make that project private if you want. I've never even thought about honestly making it private, but yeah, yeah, my team. So for instance, like my profit planning, those are only tasks that I need to do. So all my other projects, like I'm looking at this, like my podcast editorial calendar project inside of Asana, uh, I have my team members assigned to a different task. So I have a podcast master checklist. And then there are three different categorized sections inside of that master checklist that they take care of. So they're assigned that and it's assigned on their Asana calendar. So they can look at their Mm -hmm. phone or in their Asana. And then that actually has, and they assign due dates to themselves. I don't assign due dates to them because I don't want to be a project manager for my business. I want them to take responsibility and then I just check up. So what I do is to, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but for instance, uh, let's see for April. So I have them create a spreadsheet and they do monthly reporting for me. So on the first to fifth day of every month, they review the last month. So I have two people right now and they review uh, my website, Pinterest, membership stats, podcast stats, Google stats. There's, there's a couple of stats that they look at anyways, every month they fill out the spreadsheet and then they attach it to that April task. So if I ever want to go look back at April, 2018, I just have to go to April, 2018 task, look at the report. There you go. It's all there. It's all attached inside of a sauna. So I do that. And then also inside of that podcast, if they ever have any questions, they ask me through Slack but that's it. We, do, we don't do a lot of communication inside of Asana because yeah. we found that our communication was actually getting lost, which inside of my Asana for the Entrepreneur Program, I do talk about team communication, but I recommend, uh, just in case someone wants to use Asana, I do recommend Slack though, honestly yeah. for that. Yep. I agree. I'm pretty much like Slack. If it's like specific, to, it's, if it's like specific, 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 it can go in Asana and you can tag right. whatever else. But for general, it's like, no, we're not talking about general stuff in here. Like, let's just slack it out, you know? Totally Slack it out. I love it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That should definitely be their tagline. Just slack it out, girl. (laughs) I know. Slack should just pay me. So many people should pay me. But anyway. Yes. um, Yes. (laughs) I'm going to get into the final few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? 
Yeah, I think my best financial investment has always been around trips. I think that's mainly because I am a small town girl in Arkansas. And so there are not a lot of entrepreneurs in this area. <laughs> and as much as I wish that I had those in-person relationships, I don't. I can't just walk out my door and go to a coffee shop. I actually have to drive an hour to even get to a coffee shop, let alone oh meeting another entrepreneur which I mean, it's just, it's just tough. So man, investing in trips for sure. And not even just conferences. I mean, and I do love conferences, but even just investing in buying a plane ticket and going to spend time with someone I met on Instagram, like uh, Liz White. We both know Liz. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to New York last year to meet her in person. So much fun. And we created a summit together and that relationship has just flourished. And she's, yep. she's honestly been one of my best business friends. And I know you met her, you were in New York and you know, you met yep. up with her too. I yep. love Liz. I think she's, she's, lovely. she's helped me so much. Every time I'm having an entrepreneur meltdown, I te- I voice text her. And yep. so she hears all the voice cracks and everything and she still <laughs> loves me. So it's great. Like I love investing money and time into really good business friendships and then loving them so hard that they'll never leave you Mm -hmm. because they are your backbone. Like I love my husband, but my husband's not an entrepreneur. Right. And, and that's tough. And he's, he's supportive in his own way, but he will never understand those entrepreneur ups and downs because he's a football coach. Like that's not what he does. He can't. And that's totally fine. I I shouldn't expect him to be like that. And so that's why it's always great to have those business friends that really get why you're having a meltdown and aren't just looking at you like you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I a hundred percent like agree. Jerisha and I, we started out our relationship online Mm -hmm. through basic group. And then we met in April of 2016 or 2017. And then we just kept taking trips together because we just were like, (laughs) Jerisha is so I love her. (laughs) I love her so much. And you just um, got back from a trip with her, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just went to California and we actually Uh went together next week in Virginia. So it's not a big deal. Just keep seeing each other. So that's (laughs) fantastic. Both live in Detroit. I'm like, no. We, we are not like we are not <laughs> close to each other at all, but, but, but we make our relationships a priority. We make those business right. relationships a priority because it, like you said, the meltdowns, the crazies, you just need somebody to talk you off a cliff someday. So yep. it is what it is. So lastly, what was your worst financial investment in business? Oh my gosh. Outsourcing, but not just, it's outsourcing nightmares. I love outsourcing. I, I'm obsessed with outsourcing. Outsourcing is fantastic, but outsourcing yeah. correctly Woo! Lessons learned. When I built my membership site last year, I was trying to outsource programming and I wanted to kind of bootstrap it. And so I went on online jobs to PH, got a Filipino uh-huh. programmer and, you know, yeah. I've heard great things. Yeah. It's yeah. not like uh, James Wedmore. He's a big shot. He used his VAs from that website. Yeah. So, he's I mean, it's, it's not like a bad website. I went through three programmers, Jordan. All of them ghosted me. It was, it was terrible. So that was definitely the worst financial and also time investment in my business. That membership site could have been launched three months earlier if I would have just bucked up and spent $5,000 having it programmed the way I wanted it to. And so I did. I mean, it spent, took me three months and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to just invest in myself and trust that this idea is worth it. I already had 20 beta testers. They were paying monthly. So I'm like, I know this idea is great. I, yep. I just need to invest. And so I did. And that was 
a really great financial investment, but woo, I had to learn a lot of bad financial investment decisions beforehand. Yep. Agree. I can totally, totally vouch for that one too. So, well, where can people find you online? Give websites, give social media, give all the places. Yeah. Come hang out with me on Instagram. Telling you, we have yeah. so much fun over there. I love DMing you. So if you've listened to this episode, come send me an Instagram DM. I would absolutely love to meet you. Um, I love podcasts like this because I feel like, you know, we're getting to chat. We're getting to talk together over a sauna and nerding out over productivity. But I really would love to meet you one-on-one -on -one in the DM. So come hang out with me. My Instagram handle is at Profit Planner. And I also have a binge Netflix style on-demand on workshop that you can get your hands on at profitplanner.co slash scale. We talk about how to create consistent income using this five figure framework that I outline in that free class. You can get instant access to that uh, workshop there. And so I'm so excited. We're going to be able to hang out in yoga pants talking about the five figure framework. And then while you're doing that, DM me on Instagram. Yes, <laughs> seriously do it. Haley is so, so lovely. Thank you so much, Haley, again, for sharing all your goodness. And I know that everyone is going to just have the most beautiful blossoming profit planner project in their Asana board. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Jordan.